It is the Everything is Marketing podcast. My name is Eric Hulkerin, and today we will be talking about Twitter, Periscope, and sit-ins. Marketers ruin everything. Welcome to the Everything is Marketing podcast. What I don't want to do is to pretend this is show number one. What would the hero of your life's movie do right now? Do that. Do those things. What up, what up? It is the Everything is Marketing podcast. My name is Eric Hulkerin. Lots of fun stuff happening today, not the least of which is Twitter Engage. And if you've not downloaded Twitter Engage, you should think about it because if you're in the marketing world, one of the things that we're in love with is this idea of analytics and metrics. And one of the biggest problems with Twitter is that there really haven't been. Yes, you could look at the Twitter analytics platform that was a standalone thing that you could get to on the desktop. But Twitter Engage does a, a better job at real-time analytics. And while it's cool to see what happens to the tweets, how many shares, how many likes, what reach it gets, all of that stuff is good for beginning to tell a story. But the tactic, at least in the first three days, that I really think is great is on the first frame, it will show you which influencers and which verified accounts are following and engaging with your brand. And so what you should do with that, this now takes some of the work out of what people used to do on Twitter to gain a following or extend a following or grow a following, which is go find the influencers and start conversations with them, much like what you do on Instagram when you type into search and go find the users and talk to them about your product or the products that they're using. You can now do this using Twitter Engage, and it will actually tell you the people that you should start talking to. And I love that idea. And I love that we're now starting to see some innovation come out of Twitter um, as the countdown to the NFL football season that's going to happen on Twitter here this summer fall is beginning to get closer and closer and closer. They're clearly making some plays to kind of relaunch the platform. And I've said this before and I'll say it again. There really has not been a tech story of a technology or a platform that has been flat in growth and then uh, come back from the dead Phoenix like, but Twitter's making some moves this week that might prove me wrong, and I'll be happy to admit if I am, in fact, wrong. So the first one is Twitter Engage. The other thing that if you have not played around with, which came out last week and we've had a chance around the office to mess around with, is YouTube Director. And what this does is walk you through the entire creation, directorial, and storyboarding process of essentially making your own videos on a a much higher level. So if, if you think some of the stuff that you're doing on Snapchat or in your regular everyday life or even some of the Facebook Live stuff that you're doing, call that to amateur to pro-am. This will take you from pro-am to pro-ish. You're able to still do all of it on your phone. It storyboards what you want to do. It essentially tells you what to say. When you do the shot, it will tell you how long the shot is and how many words you can use in said shot. So you can do all the voiceovers. You can do all of the interviews. All of that stuff will happen in YouTube Director and you upload it directly to YouTube. Play with that if you're uh, looking to put together little bit better looking videos than you might be doing right now just on your phone using iMovie or whatever you're using to edit. YouTube director is pretty sweet. The other couple things that have happened in the last 24 hours. One, Periscope had its moment last night in uh, the sit-in that the Democrats decided to do. Now, what's interesting about this story is not so much how it was used, but kind of the, the comedy of arrows that led for it to be as big as it became. So the sit-in, is, of course, is about something that we will not get into because this is not a podcast, and I repeat, this is not a podcast about politics. So we are not going to talk about politics. But the mainstream moment happens in the House as the Democrats sit in because of the gun control bills. Through some serendipity, normally this sort of thing would 
rot away in the C-SPAN universe because that would be the only place that you could see it. But because the house technically was not in session, the cameras for C-SPAN were off. So you then get people taking to Periscope and using the hashtag no bill, no break, which was also trending on Twitter. And it begins to take off. Periscope had 52,000 mentions yesterday, and that is a spike up 333% compared to the day prior. To put that in perspective, the platform that's been beating them consistently, Facebook Live, had just over 1,000 mentions yesterday when you're looking at the data that came from Brandwatch. Why this is interesting is because not only are people watching this and were the House Democrats introducing the world to Periscope in a way that they may not have known how to use it, because one of the things that we've been talking about is with these live streaming platforms, Facebook Live, Periscope, Meerkat, whatever, most of the content's been pretty terrible. And this one gathered quite a bit of people around their phones, tablets to watch the live streaming that was happening. What was really amazing is because the cameras were off, C-SPAN had no other choice but to stream the Periscope streams on C-SPAN. So now you have this meta moment where C-SPAN's cameras are off, but Periscope is live streaming the sit-in on the house floor. So C-SPAN now has to run Periscope streams on a cable network because they their cameras are off, which only helped fan the platform. Twitter and Periscope are having a really, really good week. This is a great moment for Periscope. Will this be the moment that Periscope starts to catch up to Facebook Live? I, I don't think so. But it was a moment that a lot of people got introduced to Periscope that may not even know it was there. So any sort of competition in the live video space, I think, is good. And the influence that Periscope picked up yesterday, let's hope it can build on. And then as we go towards, like I said, we've been talking about this NFL moment that's going to happen on Twitter and Periscope. And when we move towards that, uh, news came out yesterday via Adweek that they are going to ask for $8 million dollars per ad for the NFL broadcast. And this gets a a really interesting ad package because, of course, these are the same games that are being played on television. It's going to be played on uh, NBC and CBS. They're splitting the Thursday night broadcast package, and they will air on Twitter. So Twitter does not have very many spaces to put said ads. That said, they have to kind of up their game. This will be something that I'm really interested to watch because I want to see two things. One, will people... Instead of watching on NBC and CBS, will they watch them on Twitter, let's say on the go or even in their living room? Two, half the live stream inventory on Twitter uh, has been sold to Sony, Budweiser, Ford, and Nestle. So big brands coming in on this. Who will be the other four? They are giving category exclusivity to these people. That's the other part of sweetening up the deal. So uh, it will not be Microsoft or Xbox. It will not be another car company. It will not be, I'm not sure what Nestle is going to run, but it will not be a competitor to whatever Nestle is going to run. And obviously there will be no craft beer that will be airing in the NFL streams on Twitter. These all will be important things to pay attention to as this flushes out because not only A, how are people using it are people using it and are these eight brands or if it ends up being four brands that just buy up all the inventory are they finding value on the twitter and periscope combination because of all the interesting social added value they're getting for the eight million dollars that they find more of a value than what they're seeing on terrestrial tv or mass media if you will The idea being that people have been going to Twitter for live events for a long, 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 long time. If something is live and is breaking, as yesterday proved, there's a House sit-in. The Democrats are doing a sit-in on the House floor. People are streaming to Twitter to talk about it. Live events happen on Twitter. That is the one thing where they have tremendous 
tremendous power. Will they be able to translate that to sports when they're complementing it with live video? That remains to be seen. Before we even get to that, though, we get the dual combination of the Olympic package of stuff that will end up on Twitter and the Olympic package of stuff that will end up on Snapchat, both of which those platforms will both have unique content given to you in unique ways. And when that is all said and done, we might have a bigger, better picture of what sort of ways people want to consume sports in a live video streaming ephemeral sort of way and how marketers can shoehorn themselves into those events and uh, get some ROI on what they're doing on Snapchat and Twitter. As always, if you want to reach out, you do that. Eric at MLive.com. We will be back tomorrow. I'll be doing some traveling in the morning, but we'll be back tomorrow. It is the Everything is Marketing podcast live from the MLive studios. My name is Eric, and you can find me at Polymath and Vine on Twitter, on Facebook, on Snapchat, on Pinterest, on LinkedIn, and the like. Have a great day. We'll talk tomorrow.